You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into Babes on Broad, episode 27. Getting up there. I'm trying to think of a player number 27. Malcolm Jenkins? Malcolm Jenkins. Woo-woo, Malcolm Jenkins episode. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town. And we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Babes on Broad on all platforms. Me personally, I am at SamWills18 on Twitter and Instagram. And Jess is at Jessica underscore town with an E on with an E 13 on Instagram and at run this town with an E 13 on Twitter. If you want to rep us, of course, like usual, you can go to our design tree link website. So that's designtree.com slash babes on broad. Easy enough. You can probably Google us at this point. Yeah, I think if you Google babes on broad design tree is one of the first thing that things that comes up. So, yeah, so. Easy access right there. It's what we like. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get... <laughs> we're starting off really well. Happy Friday. It's Friday when we're recording right now. So happy yeah. day, happy weekend. Yes, it is a happy day, happy weekend. Okay, happy weekend, so... happy combine weekend. Yeah, good Big times. Deal. I wonder, mm-hmm. we should have had a tape measure and taped our hands and say, to compare them to Joe Burrows. I have really tiny hands. So mine, this is not more than six inches. I have tiny. Where do they measure? Did they measure it from here? Like I think, I think it's across. Across. I have tiny hands for a five ten woman. Yeah, I think I'm about seven inches. We'll do that. We'll we'll measure our hands and get back to you on that. I might be nine. That's impressive because my yeah my my hands are very tiny. They're little. Look at my compared to my head. Yeah, maybe you do have bigger hands than you think. Yeah, maybe I do. And it just looks tiny because I'm big. Maybe. Who knows? But we're going to. (laughs) So back to the regularly scheduled program. (laughs) Yes. Um, So today we're going to get into our next section of the who stays, who goes kind of free agency conversation. We're going to go with offensive linemen this week. Mainly the Eagles have, the Eagles only have two offensive line free agents this year. Um, But they're Jason Peters. They're big ones, big ones yeah. with a lot of conversation. So Jason Peters and Halapulavati Vitae are your two free agents this year. Jason Peters is probably one of the most talked about free agents for, yeah. for a number of reasons. So let's kind of just start off there. Sam, Jason Peters, stay or go, your opinion. He needs to go, obviously. I respect the hell out of him. Great career. Great guy. At least Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Yeah. I just respect him so much, but he's 37. Their whole motto that they've been running with this whole offseason so far is getting rid of the one-year deals and going for younger guys and rebuilding kind of in that way. 
And so to me, it just does not make sense to bring back JP because it would be a one max two deal. He's 37 years old. We've seen, yeah. he, even though he can still play, he's getting slower and he's getting injured. Mm-hmm. Like he can't play like he used to. So it's only a matter of time. And yeah. you have Andre Dillon. Yeah. So there's no reason that you would even draft Andre Dillard if you were going to keep JP this long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it does and concern me because Harry Roseman came out Monday, earlier this I week. I don't remember what day. It was earlier this week, I think. Yeah, earlier this week. And he kind of hinted that he was might keep JP, which makes me super concerned. And that just is right there is like 101 what not to do is let your emotions get in the way right. of how to run a team. And that's exactly what that was to me. So that concerns me. But me, I say no. Eagles, I don't know because now I'm concerned with that comment. So I, I super agree. Personally, I think, you know, it, it's run its course. I think he needs to go. I think they kind of need to cut that off right now. Um, you know, as you said, Howie kind of mentioned how important he is to the organization. And then Doug straight up said, you know, he wants him back. And if he's back, he's the starter. Um, to me, you know, there there are kind of two ways to go with this. One, um, you know, Doug also came out and said, Mike Rowe is my offensive coordinator and fired him the next day. Um, true. Very and, true. But also, you know, there's there's the other question that, you know, is a little bit scarier in, you know, I think it more poses the question about Andre Dillard's progression their confidence in him I do take some some things that Doug and Howie say with a grain of salt just because all of their press conferences are very positive they're never going to you know they usually don't say something with a lot of really definitively they don't usually come out and do that unless there's a definitive decision that's been made but you know in that situation I would have liked them to see you know he was really important to our organization but and you know we're we're still weighing all of our options but you know we did draft Andre Dillard in the first round you know he is supposed to be our left tackle of the future you know things like that is something I would have preferred to hear over what I did hear yeah and I totally agree with that and to me, it's interesting that you bring up the point that like maybe they're not seeing what they wanted to from Dillard, but that even confuses me a little bit just because, I mean, obviously they know more than us and know mm-hmm. what they're looking for, but from us, like a little above average fan, like we know what to watch for usually, he looked good when he was in there. And um, when they put him on the opposite side, obviously that didn't work, but that's hard. That for- did not work. No, but that's hard work. for anybody that's used to the left side and gets thrown and to the other side, the opposite side, let alone being a rookie, you know? So I, I think, think that's it just, was, wasn't it Dillard that said, if you move from one side of the line to the other, it's like going into school and trying to write an essay yeah. with your non-dominant hands. That's a staple statement. I mean, it shows how hard it is. I, I don't understand what they wouldn't see because in game time, like that's where you see what you want to see and know what you have. And to me, he showed that he had it on the left side, especially as a rookie. Right. Absolutely. It'll be interesting. Um, I did bring up this point. It's not a definite to you, but, um, okay. So in our Lance Zerline or Zerline, he is a radio he's a, Houston and he's a draft, yeah, and a draft analyst for yeah. NFL.com. So like he does, obviously he's somewhat of a importance. I don't know how accurate he is, but Supposedly, he did say on his show in Houston today, I'm not sure the context in what he said it or if it was like definitive or if he was saying it's probable, but he mentioned that the Eagles may be shopping around Dillard. To clarify, we don't know if he said, you know, if they're planning on keeping JP, they should, 
or you know we don't know the context hearing rumors um but, but we you know, were that, that info is kind of circulating and that's kind of interesting i you know we're going to continue to investigate that a little bit further because nothing at this yeah. point on friday has broken seriously right now but that's something that we're definitely going to look it's, into well, and, and see what develops over the next few days yeah it's just concerning the reason we found out about it was because somebody who was listening to his program in Houston messaged our show and was like, yo, like, listen to this, like, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, we don't know the context in it and we'll see what happens. But if that was the case, if they were going to choose JP over Dillard, I would be very, very mad. How do you feel about it? I mean, you draft him in the first round, you trade up for him. You can't, you can't. No, you, you can't, especially, can't even- especially because if you get JP, like if you get him back, he's 37 right now, you sign him to one, two year deal. He's done. Yeah. Max two years. So you yeah. get two years. I think the city would be outraged. I think it would be a stupid move for them to oh, even yeah. do that. So we'll see. And it just goes against their whole method of not going after veterans anymore and bringing in the youth. Yeah, yeah. It just makes no sense. And it's not even like they should argue like, oh, he'd be the vet to train younger guys, blah, blah, blah. Like they already had him for a year. Yeah. That was the conversation already. They still we've, have, people, we've already had that. Yeah. They still have Lane. They still have Brandon. They still have Jason. Like granted, they're not hall of famer exact position left tackles, but like they'll be fine. In my opinion, I don't think that's an excuse. So moving okay. on to the other tackle. Yeah. I tied. Stay or go? I like Vitae. I think I would bring him back for um, like a backup position because I think he's very reliable and I like him in that spot. But his worth is more than I'm willing to give for him. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to get in a bid war. I'm not going to get in a bid war with a team that really needs him and is willing to give him a lot of money. I would bring him back, but I don't think he's going to come back because I think he'll get offered a better deal and I don't blame him for taking that. I totally agree. I think having someone like him would be really great. He can play right or left tackle. He yeah. can also play right guard. You're, you're absolutely right. Someone like, you know, showing what he's been able to do over the last couple of years on both sides, which again, is we just talked about is extremely difficult yeah. to do. That's a big asset to have for a team. Yeah, definitely would love to have him back in that role. But there are other places out there that are going to be willing to have him as a starter and willing to pay him more money than I think the Eagles are. I don't really want to see them use another, you know, I think there's so many other holes that they need to fill in the wide receiver and the safety Mm -hmm. and the sec and the cornerback spot, as well as possibly a linebacker or, you know, another defensive tackle or something that I would like to see them draft. But, you know, I I was doing a couple, I was doing some research today and a person who I think is really interesting that they, that might make sense for them for, for a depth position um, is Joe Haig out of Indianapolis. He's a free agent this year. He played with Carson at North Dakota State, um, has, has kind of been that utility guy in mm-hmm. Indianapolis, played a lot of snaps at right tackle and right guard, but has also played left guard, has played left tackle and has played center and has also come in as you know a, a, a big tight end as well. So a guy who A, Carson knows and B, has, hasn't really been a, a, you know, a, a primary starter in the league, but has played in important games, has played in bigger games and has, has that experience that could be that backup move around as you need him type role. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, do you think he would be cheaper than what Vitae is going to run for? I think so because Vitae still won a Super Bowl at left tackle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Nick Foles stayed he had clean more for the entire Super Bowl. Himself. 
because of all the injuries. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, last year when Lane got hurt, he was the one who kind of went over there. Mm -hmm. And then this year when Lane got hurt again, they tried some different things, but ultimately, you know, Vitae is the, has been the best option as a backup pretty much anywhere on that line. So having that who is able to kind of move around, you know, got, you know, if Brandon Brooks can't start the season Mm -hmm. right away or, you know, something like that, having that kind of option would be really big for the Eagles to have. And I think that's something that Vitae brings. That's so important. Mm -hmm. And I think if they could find someone who has similar qualities like that, which is, I mean, it's the reason they like Isaac Sayamalu. It's the reason they Mm -hmm. want to keep him around because he can play guard, he can play center. So it's, it's things like that where, you know, you like guys that are cross-trained at multiple positions because you're able to kind of shuffle around without losing a step. And I think that's what's important, I especially on this line. I have an interesting thought right here. So I don't, I mean, obviously it wouldn't work because they can't afford it, but um, what if, so if hypothetically they were going to get rid of Dillard and keep JP for another year or two, mm-hmm. then wouldn't it kind of make more sense if you're going to get JP to get Vitae again, because JP is going to be older. He's not as reliable. He's been unhealthy. Wouldn't you like kind of almost like to me, I would put more pressure on them to bring Vitae back if they were going to bring JP back as well. I agree. If they are going to, which would screw them financially for other positions, but yes, if they trade, if they, you know, by some stretch trade Andre Dillard, they need to and bring JP back. They also have to bring Vitae back. Otherwise, you're I agree. really screwed if something goes wrong. I agree. I agree. And that's a main reason I think you can't. Like you, you can't. I I just really hope that you know offer we're not him, smarter than the people in the front coaching office. Job. You respect him offering a coaching job and be like, we respect the hell out of you. We want to pay you something. We want you to still be in this locker room, and we want yeah, we don't you want to teach to our next generation, but we can't have you on our field and risk losing new young talent. Yeah. I, I, I and Howie, agree. let me say that I will write your speech to JP for when he's leaving. I will write it for you. They did say, you know, they're, they're going to be spenders in free agency. They're going to be doing long-term deals more similar to the Brandon Brooks deal that they did mm-hmm. going into 2017, things like that. But, you know, I, I see the bulk of that money going towards the pain points and yeah. with the draft, the draft picks. Like I see that going you towards need the pain players. points and trying to get depth there. Yeah. Um, so I think they they have to be a little bit more creative in this situation. And I think that's signing some interesting free agents that aren't going to cost that much money. And, and you know, trusting what you did with that draft pick. I agree. Wonderful. So time will tell time. Oh, time will tell. We'll <laughs> see. We will see. Please. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about what's going on in the world of the Sixers. Because there are a lot of things going on in the world of the Sixers. That is the Sixers exploding. (laughs) Just completely exploding. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Welcome back into Babes on Broad, the second half of our episode, where we talk about all things Philadelphia. Right now, I don't know why I said that so happy, because the Sixers are not happy. It's not happy. They still have like a 29 and 2 home record, which is nuts. It's unbelievable. There's nothing more mind like mind baffling to me than the phenomenon that is the Sixers at home versus the Sixers on the road. Wanna know it's even crazier? The what? Sixers and Flyers combined at home are only yes. like they're like 50 and 7 or something like that. This it's season. It's ridiculous. This season. Like it's really ridiculous. 
The Wells Fargo is a freaking place to be. I swear to God, it, like at this point, I'm convinced that like the ice and the court are just like not regulation. Like that has to be it. Like I, I can't come up yeah, with anything else right? that explains it's, it so much. It's the Wells Fargo Houston Astros. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like I just don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And like, I guess Ben Simmons probably did say it best when he was like, yeah, we're scared to lose in front of these people, which is great. And I love that. Which but is like, funny. Yeah. Be scared to come home when you lose yeah. other places too. Like you should be scared to come home after you lay a freaking egg the way that you do in Cleveland. Cleveland is the definition of a dumpster fire. Like, they could not have more issues than they do. <laughs> and Andre Drummond, who's like, oh, something hurts. Joel Embiid's going to be here. I can't play tonight. Like, you, there's no reason why the Sixers should lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers of 2020. Like, I there's agree. no reason. I agree. But somehow, somehow... Granted, they weren't expecting Joel to leave the game, and that probably kind of shook him a little bit. But still, you have to step up after that. It's Cleveland. You should be able to have your bench player beat them. There is no reason that the combined efforts of Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Josh Richardson should not have been able to beat whoever plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers these days. Cleveland Cavaliers? Cleveland Cavaliers, yes. The (laughs) L got stuck somewhere. That's funny. That's my bad. Yeah, the Cleveland. L went to the Sixers. That's what happened. L went to the Sixers. Leave yeah. me alone. That's funny. <laughs> that was funny. But, that was a good but, one, Jess. But here's here's the, 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 the okay. So the Sixers win at home. They lose on the road. That is what it is at this point. No one can I figure honestly, that out. Though, my my theory about that, like, yeah, it sucks and it's infuriating now. I think though, when it's a playoff, because everybody's like, "What do we do when we're like." the sixth seed and we have to play on the road in the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. And I honestly think it'll be a different story in the playoffs because it's such a different atmosphere. One and two, your mindset's so much different in the playoffs. True. Here's my only concern. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are currently hurt. So we just got the news last night, I guess. So Thursday night, it came out that there is no structural damage in his shoulder, which is great. So it's going to be about kind of pain tolerance. And after a week, they'll see where he is. They'll reevaluate him and then we'll go from there. Ben Simmons is a different story. So they said reevaluate in two weeks. Now, nerves are the most unpredictable part of your body that you can injure because you, I mean, it's a nerve. You never know. They can Um, flare up whenever, yeah. Right. And it could be, you also don't know what his symptoms are. So um, someone explained it to me in the sense of like, it could be in his back, but it could, he could have this pain shooting down his leg. That's equivalent to like mm-hmm. when you hit your funny bone yeah. and it like numbs and tangles up your hand. So that's like going down his legs. That could be a symptom. I don't know what his symptoms are, but like that could be something he's dealing with. So he is the one who's opting to do the treatment as a shot and, you know, really if the shot doesn't work, I think ultimately the end result is going to be he's going to have to have a surgery to kind of fix it a little bit. That's but if he's it's like the yeah, one herniated choosing, right? And that's he's choosing to do the shot. Personally, I have kind of come to terms with 
the fact that he might be done for the year. Like I have processed and just kind of pulled together in myself that Ben Simmons season is done. That's what I'm expecting because I expect the Sixers to say, oh, we'll he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. Oh, he'll be reevaluated another two weeks. Oh, he'll be reevaluated another two weeks. And then it's going to be, he's going to have a surgery and, and that's that. That's just what I'm expecting based on the Sixers track record with these kinds of things. I, I don't have any other kind of knowledge. That is just what I am prepared for. And I'm prepared for the Now, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't blame Ben. Like if this is his, if, if, if his options are have the surgery now and your season's done and be good to go for next season or see if the shot works and if you can sort of tolerate it, if it kind of goes away, he's a competitor. He wants to play, but also he's such a team first guy that he doesn't want to be the reason that they don't accomplish their goals this year. He doesn't want to be the reason his teammates don't get where they want to go. He also doesn't want to be the reason that the Sixers don't accomplish their goals of the season and people lose jobs because of it. Like he doesn't want that on his shoulders. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because I don't even know. I mean, they could know the extent of it and not be telling us, but if Mm. it is just a nerve problem, you can't have surgery on that. That's something you just deal with. You work on your core. You like, cause that takes pressure off of it. You get the shots, you do all this stuff to kind of alleviate the pressure off of those nerves. And that's what sucks about it. Cause I, people don't know. I was in the second half of my senior year when I was playing club volleyball going in mm-hmm. before college, I was in a back race that whole entire time playing volleyball because I had nerve, like basically a nerve problem in my lower back. And mine was caused from growing so fast. So the way mm. it was, was my spine was narrow at the bottom, which causes it to rub and hit nerves. And um, so I was in a back brace until I could literally strengthen my core so much. And I heard people say like, that could be the problem with Ben. It's hard for me to believe because yes, like core is something you physically have to strengthen and it's hard to. But Ben Simmons is like the most physical physique specimen I've ever seen. So yeah, it's it's hard for me to believe that he doesn't have an insanely strong core already. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I don't that. I don't know how that is, but that is what they say is the best option for nerve things. It's not a surgery fix usually with nerves. Um, if it was a surgery, that means that it's most likely a disc. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know what would be better at this point because nerves kind of like something that you would deal with the rest of his career. A disc is something, yeah, you can have removed, but there's a chance that it can get inflamed and not heal correctly and hurt him still his rest of his career. So like, I also have come to the terms that like, he's not going to play this rest of this season with the way that they have been playing this year. They're not going to win the title this year. Um, Why risk Ben Simmons potentially great career for one season that they're not going anywhere anyway. So I, I, um, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. So, and backs are so, so tricky and it's just, I think it's better to be overcautious about this than throw him back agree. out there. I, I just, I hope the Sixers don't do that dumb thing that the Sixers do. Like I, well, like I, even I, dude, it was even just that they this. even let him play against the bucks. Like he had I back agree. tightness and he, it was said that like he's had a problem with this for the last couple of weeks now and he had back tightness, but sat out the game before played the bucks and they had 
literally planned to, if it started getting tight, we'll pull him back and we'll just like fix his back, massage it out, heat it up, and then put him back out. No, like backs don't work like that. That is such a risky thing to even say that like, oh, if it tightens up, hopefully it doesn't get pulled or anything yet. But if it just starts feeling tightened up, like no, like if there's, if it's tight, there's, it could snap like that. You know what I mean? Which it did. I also would like to know how much control a player has like uh, on that kind of front. Like did Ben say, you know what? I'm fine. It's the, you know, it's the bucks. It's on the road. This is a must win game for us. I have to go out there for my teammates. And it just didn't work out. Like I, 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 that's true. I could see him saying no. Yeah. Right. Like I can absolutely see him advocating for him to play in that game, advocating for himself to play in that game. And I can easily see him convincing a Brett Brown that he's fine to go. So I don't know what their specific protocol is with their medical staff. Obviously, we've seen some issues with them in the past, so we don't know. And and they're very tight-lipped about things like this. Also, you know, the conversation that's being had is, uh, I think March 10th is the deadline for season ticket for 2020-2021 season tickets. You don't know. If they're going to wait until after that to tell us something, you don't know, because at the end of the day, everything's about business. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish that there was like for, for me personally, like I, I care more about the athletes as people. And I think that a lot of times fans get caught up in the fact that yes, they definitely they're do. not also yeah. human. And, and to me, you know, it's it, people are so quick to, to blame Brett Brown or blame the medical staff or blame the front office or say that it's a business and talk about that. And all of those things factor in. Do I think there's a chance that we get an announcement about the rest of Ben Simmons season based on after the season ticket dates passed? Yeah, I think there's a chance that that happens. Do I think that Brett Brown said, oh, he's fine. He'll play. Do I also think that the medical staff is always dead on? No. Do I think that Ben Simmons didn't advocate to go play in that game after sitting out against the Nets, which, you know, no Kyrie, whatever. But, you know, yeah, this is what Kyrie has in his shoulder. And he tried to fight through and come back and out and back and out. And it was a nerve mm-hmm. thing. And now he's having the surgery on it. And he's done for the year. Yeah. I, I, and, I don't know. Yeah. And it's so tricky with backs because everything's everything connects to the back, obviously. So, like, mm-hmm. there's so many ways that, like, it can affect his shot. It can affect his speed. It can affect everything. He's jumping, right. obviously. So, yeah, it's it's so difficult. The one thing I am annoyed about is Joel. Because they've come out and said they've come out and said his shoulder is non-structural damage or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, basically, he just has a sore shoulder and he's sitting out. When your top guy or your other superstar is not able to play, you're trying to make the playoff push, your team needs you. And you're just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just chilling. Like, I, I'm not feeling it. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's as much as he's doing. Like, there's no structural damage. Nothing's torn. It's basically saying nothing's torn. That doesn't mean he didn't sprain or strain no, something in here. He like, he there's an sprain, issue going but like, on, but it's not torn. Yeah, but it's playable in my eyes. It's not your shooting arm. I don't know. I just think that, like, if you really have like that we have to make it to the playoffs blah 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 I want to prove I'm the best in the world blah 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 you suck it up and you play your damn ass off and then you go and you ice it and you heat it and you ice it for the days until the next game I I see what you're saying I just also think like they're not gonna not make the playoffs at this point like they're they I don't think they can not make not make the playoffs 
I agree that they have to go with some sort of push here, but you also have to be able to rely on, you know, I hate to be this person to say this, but like you have to be able to rely on the two guys that you paid over, you know, gave over a hundred million dollar contracts to, to, to be able to help carry you. No, dude, I, in there. I, I completely agree. Like I'm not saying this is Joel's job, but when you're going to say you're the best in the world and that you're, you want to be so great and you want to be one of the best of all time. This is a big factor of putting that out there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just about stats or anything. Like, it's about heart. It's about playing through things, you know? So it just yeah. it's all of that factored together. And I'm just like, what really? But also know. at the same time, if it's really, if it's, if it's as sore as it was when he was shooting those free throws after. And he looked like he was in a lot of pain during those free throws. If that's how he is going to have to play, he's not going to be any use of anything on the floor anyway. He's not going to be able to do anything. He's not going to be able to give you points. He's just going to clog up space. And then we're going to have to listen to all of the media in all of the world talking about how he's fat and out of shape. Oh, he's more Mm -hmm. injured. The Sixers are letting him play and he shouldn't be. Oh, he's going to get hurt more. Oh, he can't play. Oh, we need to trade Joel Embiid. Like, there's there's so much crap that has gone on this season that at this point I'm not even gonna lie to you that didn't even cross my mind like him not trying Mm. to like put in that extra heart to play that never crossed my mind until you just said it right now like that's how much else I think has gone on this season that that thought you're right there I mean there's a lot it's just that's my athlete stance like of mine you know what I mean like I just think as it of it as like if I'm gonna say I'm the best throwing competitive nature Exactly. Like I, I want to win. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I need to. I have however many months off season. That's your competitive nature. You throw. Yeah, shoes. I'll throw a shoe from the top belt. But that's top rope. That's who you are. I am. That's I am. I and get I get it. I would, dude. I would be the dirtiest basketball player. I told you this before. I would be Christian Leitner. Like they have that. I hate Christian Leitner. I love Christian Leitner because I would be him when I play. I would throw bows. I would be dirty. I don't care as long as I win. <laughs> so that's the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, the Sixers are interesting. And they have a great little road trip coming up. Clippers, Lakers, Kings, Warriors. Hashtag yikes. See you on the other side of that one, Sixers fans. Um, yeah. The Flyers, Literally. they're actually doing well, though. They won a game on the road with Carter Hart and goal. Love yeah. that. Love that. The, love the attitude surrounding this team. Um, Kevin Hayes playing up to the contract. TK Born to play in Philadelphia, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Third place spot. Obviously need to continue winning to keep that spot secure, potentially move up. Very excited. Very yeah, excited. and they have a little win streak going. So hopefully by the time this comes out, they still have it going. But um, we'll say they have a game tonight. So all depends on the, the Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. But again, they don't lose at home. Yeah. True that, true that. So hopefully by the time everybody's listening to this, it's five straight. But we'll see. Love that. Who would have thunk it that the Flyers would be the best, most positive team in Philadelphia right, right? now? Right? It's nuts. I love it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. There are still people that, like, don't want to get committed to the Flyers because they think they're going to get heartbroken, but it's fun. They're enjoyable to watch. They're a no. fun team to watch. Yeah, because they're so talented and they're so young. So that's what I think is the most exciting part is, like, it'll be like this for years to come now. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. It's very, very fun. The Phillies. Just touch on them briefly. Spring training has started. We talked about that a little bit last week. So far, Alec Bohm's looked really good. 
clearly mm-hmm. fighting for for that potential to make the big league roster. Show he belongs there. Um, Gene Segura, I will say, shedding those 15 pounds has like noticeably helped him a little bit. You can just kind of see how he looks just a little bit quicker in in different situations, um, which is pretty impressive, which I love love to see. It did just come out, though, that Andrew McCutcheon will not be ready by opening day, which is unfortunate. That did just that, that news did just break. It just it came up on the top of my phone as we were doing this. So dang it. Um, he won't be ready, which is unfortunate. But, you know, he'll, he'll be back this season. He's working really hard. I don't want yeah. him to rush back at all. Yeah, um, he's getting older. He needs to take his time getting back. Yeah. But Bryce Harper, four feet shy of a uh, grand slam today. Bases clearing double instead. I'll take it. Yeah, there are a lot of guys I'm excited. I'm seeing a lot of good stuff from these kids, like the younger guys, like Luke Williams. He's a utility guy. Um, I covered him at the cross cutters. He's been getting a lot of time. He had a home run the other day. Um, Nick Maton had like a grand slam or something or Derek Hall. But like all three of those guys, they've been they've been doing good. And they're like younger guys they won't be up anytime soon but it's just nice to see that kind of production from the phillies farm system like already at this level it is so frustrating especially after you know not having it exactly it is so frustrating though not being able to watch the games because like Mm -hmm. during the season obviously obviously it's different like you want to watch or like check in on the stats if you can't watch it you're going to be like looking up like who got the hits like where what are they doing right now but spring training like it's more of like that feeling that baseball is back. So you want to be able to watch it on TV and see the nice weather and be like, ah, oh, like kind of like you're living it. And now they're not giving yeah. it to you. Nobody's and looking today, at spring training stats. Right. Today they had it set. So throughout the end of the game, the last couple innings, they had it. So Bryson Stott and Alec Bohm were both playing the infield at the same time. So you had Alec Bohm at third base and you had Bryson Stott at shortstop. I, I couldn't watch that. That's so annoying. Who wouldn't want to watch that? Exactly. Like, playing the Braves, Nola started, Bryce Harper was playing, and they specifically had it set so Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott were going to be playing the field at the same time. Why was that not on my TV? Watch that so badly. And it's not like you can just find it anywhere. Like, they're just not on. Yeah. It's a shame. That is a shame. But it's a shame. Whatever. But, like, I get it. Like, Especially when they're during the day, like a lot of people aren't at home at one o'clock in the afternoon to watch the Phillies spring training game. But they, you know, uh, it's still nice to be able to see and check in on, especially when it's like little things like that, that that's what's going to get people to tune into you. That's what's going to get people at work exactly check on their phones to go on the My Teams app to do that kind of stuff. I agree. I agree. Those are, I mean, eh. it's frustrating for sure. I don't understand it, but whatever. Right. Baseball's almost back and we can watch it all the time. Very excited. Very excited. But that is going to do it for today. That is our episode. Episode 27, the Malcolm Jenkins episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So thank you again for listening to this episode of Babes on Broad. Don't forget to make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on all of our social medias individually and the show. Um, Make sure you give a five-star rating, leave a written review, all those things. Check out our store on designtree.com. Thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Babes on Broad. BGN. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. 
but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.